Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Who Are You and What Do You Do? As always, I'm your host, Chris Golian, and today I'm joined by the Community and Economic Development Director, Grant Augst. Grant, how are you this afternoon? I'm great. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, certainly you were somebody, as well as many other people, that I definitely had on my list for coming on the podcast. So I'm excited that you're here. Well, thanks. It, yeah, we've been we've been busy in planning and zoning and economic development and community development and you know life interrupts sometimes and gets in the way. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad we're here and we're able to have this chat. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons is I think that your job is rather fascinating because there are just so many different things that you're involved in. So we'll start out here with uh, where did you go to college? I went to the University of Toledo. And what was your you know, course of study there? So I, I have an undergraduate in um, uh, administration, and I have a uh, master's in education with a focus in administration. And then I um, had sat in law school uh, on a um, very brief basis, auditing some classes uh, per the per the uh, dean of the law school, and he said, "Just sit there and." You know, see if you like it or not. Uh, I didn't finish. I didn't. I decided not to go. And and it, so when I say I sat there, it was interesting, and then that was enough for me. But I did. I did start my PhD in in philosophy, and I decided to go out into the corporate world. And um, so I left there. But during that time, I was I was doing some PhD work. I was uh, the men's head tennis coach at the University of Toledo. Um, I had grown up playing tennis, and um, <clears throat> so I was named head coach at 21. I did not know that you were a coach, but I was going to get to the fact that I knew you were a tennis player. So uh, that's uh, what some people think. Not it's not not always really happens when you're when you're out there playing on on certain uh, in certain tournaments and circuits, and you know you have a 14 year old kid beat the beat the living snot out of you when you're when you're 21 or 22, and you think you you can do it, then. There's always there's always somebody out there who's really good who, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, they're just they're quicker they're 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 able to get to certain things better and it's true in almost any sport. So, but I I, got, I, I was fortunate to reach a pretty high level and I enjoyed my time doing that. But um, it, it's uh, I enjoy this much more, frankly. So, coaching a tennis team in your position right now. Are those positions uh, similar, or there's a drastic difference to what you were doing then versus what you're doing now? Well, when you're when you're coaching a team, it doesn't matter if the team is in a building and planning and zoning department, or coaching a team of people on a field, whether it be a sports field or a sports court or something like that. Uh, you're still trying to get people to move in the same direction. You're trying to get the most out of individuals. You're encouraging them as opposed to discouraging. And that's really the goal of what you do when you coach or, or when you manage, quite frankly. And, and you, you work with people's strengths, not their weaknesses, because you hopefully have somebody else in the, in the team that can pick up those weaknesses because not everybody needs to be an expert in certain areas. That's why we have an electrical inspector a building inspector, a property inspector, a plumbing inspector, a planning coordinator. Everybody has their their lanes, if you will, 
Um, and, and it's good to know a little bit about everything, but then you need that one person who's going to be the, that person, that go-to person, that subject matter expert. And that's what you have on a team. If it's a sports team, you know, you've got, you've got receivers and centers and quarterbacks. Well, yeah, I guess you have quarterbacks these days. You hope at you least. You hope anyway. <laughs> um, and then you, then you talk about, then you, you, you look at um, who, who's going to play what position and how are they going to interact with the rest of the, rest of the team. And, and that's part of it. You've got to communicate. You can't have silos. You've got to work together. And if there are silos, that doesn't work. It just doesn't in any organization. So uh, coaching and managing and, and having teams together, it's very similar. It's very similar. And it, it doesn't matter if it's here at the city of Brunswick or in a professional sports league or somewhere else. You have to communicate. And you have to give people that opportunity to create that atmosphere for them to be successful. Right. And I appreciate your perspective on that. Uh, We've had a lot of different people in different leadership backgrounds, but nobody, I believe, that's been a collegiate athlete or certainly a collegiate coach. So I was curious to hear your perspective on that. And you touched on it a little bit there, but post-graduation, you didn't go into the position you're in now. You went into a much different role. So what, what job did you first have out of, uh, out of school? Well, that's kind of a loaded question with me because I was always in sports and tennis primarily for quite some time, even even when I was first out of college, because I did my master's, then I did my, I played and then did my master's and then started the PhD and, and uh, you know, sat for some things and that was great. But um, so when I, when I was done with school as we know it, um, I ended up working for a company in the metals industry and we were a metal distributor uh, the company no longer exists. That's why I'm not giving you the name. But um, essentially, we took really big rolls of aluminum foil, uh, aluminum, stainless steel, carbon steel, beryllium, titanium, got into some other exotics once in a while. And we would do what's called value add. So we would slit it, sheet it, die cut it, maybe do some light assembly. And we would sell that to industry um, and the metals industry in this country, unless you're a really big user, you're working through distributors. You're not working through uh, the main manufacturer, like an Alcoa, for example. You're, you're, you know, most people are familiar with aluminum foil that they buy in the grocery store to wrap the Thanksgiving turkey with or something like that. But it is such a common use in many different industries that, you know, from furniture to food to to um, uh, technology and computer boards to um, uh, radiant heat systems and everything in between. So that's, that's where, um, that's, that was the first corporate job out of college uh, and, and graduate schools. But even prior to then, when I was a youngster, I was fortunate I was able to travel with my father um, around the country on business and so I, you know, when I was a young lad, I was, I was able to sit in a lot of corporate meetings and understand how things work and how discussions take place and how people do business and look at each other uh, in the eye and shake hands and um, answer questions clearly and decisively. And, uh, so, and that started when I was about 10 or 11. I started traveling with my dad 
uh, to these different companies and um, large companies, small companies, and everything in between. So I've, I've been around the business world a long time and have had a lot of interesting experiences. And so that's kind of how moving from youth into, into, into college and sports and then moving into, into corporate, that's kind of where, where it led. We'll transition into how long have you been with the city of Brunswick? So I've been here now about seven years, and uh, I've enjoyed it immensely and still do and plan on enjoying it for the next 27 years. Um, so uh, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, but from my experiences in business with, with different uh, development projects and things like that, it, it blends itself well to what we do with, with helping businesses uh, grow internally, which is it's most important to keep the businesses we have here healthy and growing, and then have them, when they grow, expand here, which means hiring more people. And then, of course, it's always the coolest thing ever to have new companies move in, build a building, um, grow from an external source where maybe that company, whether it be a manufacturer or a retailer, says, oh, we're going to add another location here. Or we're going to move our headquarters here. That's what we do. We help, we help the process to make it as smooth as possible for them to do that. And it, quite frankly, we've got a great team internally in the city in all those areas we talked about, planning, zoning, economic development, community development, um, and all those things combined help put, put the program together to make it as easy as possible so that when, whether it be the largest business in town or the smallest business in town, they have the same good experience. Right, and I think that that's, that's something that certainly shows as somebody who was a part of, especially when everything went virtual, all the different and various meetings between planning and zoning and, and all those things. I think that that comes through, that sentiment comes through with whether it's you or the various inspectors or uh, anybody that's involved in the process that you, know, you certainly have set that tone for the entire department, and I think that that shows. You, know, you talked about various aspects of being involved in business and then obviously you know being in academics and athletics but and then the corporate world so i guess what led you to this position what made this one so attractive to you after that background with all of those things because there are certainly aspects of it that are direct parallels but there's also some that are, are quite different um well yes there are a few differences, but I would, I would say that there's more similarities than differences. Most importantly, we're dealing with people. We talk to people, we find out what their needs and wants are, we, we, we look at the code, we follow the, what's called the codified, which is the, the code here in the city of Brunswick. Uh, the building department has a code, they follow the state building code, um, and we do as well for planning and zoning. And so it's really not different. It's all about the right process and the right flow. If you're doing a flow chart and doing all that work um, about how do we get from A to Z and back again. It's not, 
there really isn't, it's not as different as most people think it is. Because when you're in industry, when you're in business, especially a small business, which is primary, primarily the businesses we have in Brunswick, um, family-owned, privately held, those are the majority of the businesses in Brunswick. And you have to figure it out. You have to figure out what that flow is and how to make the most of your time and efficiency because you can't do everything. And so uh, it's about communications and relationships and working with and connecting people to the right people to get decisions, whether it be a business that needs uh, a new banker or some other financial advice. Uh, you connect people to, to people. We, we, don't, we don't recommend, but we make suggestions to folks. You know, we keep lists of, of contractors on our website, and we, we make sure they are, they're registered, which is always good for everybody. Um, you know, again, it's working with people and not against working with their strengths. So uh, it, it, it's really not a stretch from what I was doing um, because it is process-oriented. You know, we early on in my tenure here, uh, wrote a grant that um, got fully funded, which was great through the state, and we did what's called Six Sigma. So the entire team at the time went through this program, and um, it's about the process. It's about what's the goal, and, and, and what are we going after, and, and uh, how do we solve problems, because that's what we do every day in the building, zoning, planning, economic development. We solve problems because that's what makes it better for the customer, the, the, the resident here in town or the business here in town or that connection to help them in some fashion have a better life here. And so most, most everybody uh, is either a green belt or a yellow belt and there are different levels. Of course, there's black belt as well. And what that means is that you've mastered all the statistical analysis along with the entire process of going through a whole Six Sigma program, which can be quite quite intense. Um, and the team did great. And so, again, there are a lot of avenues out there that I've been down the path and been involved with development and ownership of businesses and manufacturing and, and recreation and otherwise, and it just helps move you along. And so you touched on it a little bit there about, but I was going to ask you, what is your day-to-day -day like? You know, what are some of the responsibilities? And, and so I imagine that in that capacity, things could probably get pretty interesting from day-to-day -day if being a problem solver and trying to help all these different people and with various different things because you just went through the gambit. You could be helping somebody that's a resident. You could be helping somebody that's a business owner. And that resident is, you know, the, the vast differences between those and even business to business about what they need. So how do you, how do you manage all of that? Uh, you just do. You, you, you know, you've got a great team in place. We've got a great team in place. And we have a great team throughout the city. So, you know, if it's a question I don't know the answer to, the goal in management or being a director is to ask the right questions of the right people or where to ask the questions and where to get the answers. 
So I don't. I fully expect myself not to know all the answers. Um, but that's why I want to surround myself with really smart people. If it's an engineering question, we have an we actually have a couple engineers on staff. If it's if it's um, uh, a tax question regarding the business, well, we have a tax department. If it has something else to do with social media or whatever, I I come to Brunswick Area Television and talk to them. So, but going back to that, the heart of that question of of all the different activities going on at the same time. That's true. And that's what the department is. The department is a problem solver of what's going on at that time. So while we can plan for the best case scenario, uh, we also know that emergencies happen. We also know that at times we have to stop what we're doing and shift gears, and then we'll come back to that other, whether it be inspections or plan reviews or um, you know, tracking down the contractor that uh, had mud throughout the streets, which we don't approve of, nor do we like, nor do the residents, you know, or if it's helping somebody get through a permit process or, you know, engineering review with comments, you know, maybe it's somebody that wants to put a shed up that uh, is not in compliance. So we have to work with them and have them a lot of it is educating folks so that they know where to go and what to do and how to do it, and then they can make the decision if they want to continue to move forward. And that's what we do on a daily basis. In the meantime, I talk to businesses, not just here, but throughout the region and the country, as people are looking for locations for specific reasons of wanting to be here in, in Brunswick. And we're fortunate that there are people that want to be here in Brunswick. It's a great place. You know, we're very fortunate to have a phenomenal community with great people that really take pride in the community, um, you know, and, and so people are taking note of that. They're seeing what's been taking place in, in the city and the growth and the controlled growth. And because what I've always said to people is uh, when I first got here, people would give me a call from different parts of the community and say, well, we, we need this. Well, why do we need this? Whatever that is. Well, because, because people right north to us have it, or people right to the south have us have it. I said, well, isn't it good to be us? I don't want to be north. I don't want to be south. I don't want to be east or west. I want to be Brunswick and whatever that entails. So it's good to make sure that we find the right opportunity for the city and not just anything that comes by because we have a very unique community. We have a lot of opportunities for growth here in a controlled atmosphere for the betterment of the community. Remember, safety, health, and welfare are the number one priority. So we have to make sure it all mixes well. And as long as it's legal and ethical and fits within our code, sure, we'll figure out to, how to work with it. If it's not a permitted use, there are other avenues to go through that that applicant can. And again, that's a more problem solving. Sometimes we as the administration will support it. Sometimes we won't. We won't because we probably have a, a good reason for the health, welfare, and safety of the community or the flat out. It, it doesn't fit the code. I mean, it's just, and you need rules to follow because otherwise it'd be chaos. It's a long-winded answer for what you wanted, but that's, no, that's, that's what we do. We, that's the explanation. Yeah, that's, we, that's... we find, we help solve people's questions.
And so you said that you've been with the city for seven years. So in that time, what changes have you observed and seen, whether it's either ones coming through your department or it's just somebody who's driving around town? Well, we have a lot more activity in the community since I've since I started hanging my hat here, and um, uh, which is kind of my role is to bring businesses to help businesses grow, and help the community expand the the correct way so that it, again raising the quality of life and the activity levels, et cetera. Um, so we've seen a lot more activities. Other things we've seen more growth from businesses um, than in years past. We've, we've seen very specific types of businesses come. We've increased the business in the industrial park dramatically. So, yeah, there are a lot of changes, and, and change is good because in planning and, and development, if you're not changing and growing in some way, and growth doesn't always mean physically building something. It could mean more employees. It could be better defining structures or zones or districts. So there are a lot of avenues to thinking about growth or success and how you measure it. But we've seen a consistent pattern of people wanting to be here in Brunswick. That's a good thing. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And it is a great place to live. It's a great place to work. It's a great place to be. And so I'll wrap things up here with this final question, something I like to ask everybody in some way, shape, or form. What is a project that you've been a part of that you're most proud of or you got the most joy from? Um, or even if it was just an interaction or maybe, I guess, because of of the the volume of things that you can be involved in, maybe it's you know, a handful of things for you. Maybe this answer isn't isn't just one specific thing. It's not a specific thing. So... That's a good thing. <laughs> yes. So in my role as Community and Economic Development Director, I sit on the board of Medina County Economic Development Corp. I sit on some subcommittees within that organization, and that organization helps us as a city and as a region economically grow and prosper. Part of my role here as well. I also happen to sit on the Medina County Port Authority. I'm also part of... Um, a, a new foundation that is dedicated to the education of economics here in Medina County. And we'll be funding some scholarships for some folks that are going to go into the trades as opposed to going to a traditional four-year college. So we've done a lot of really unique things, and I've been fortunate to be a part of those things. Probably the best part of my job and the thing that makes the most difference is the relationships I built where all those things and activities I do are great, but they don't work if I can't pick the phone up and call somebody and have a discussion with them and have a real discussion, whatever that subject might be. For example, perhaps a business in town needs to refinance for whatever reason. And refinancing could mean lots of things. It could mean some debt. It could mean the building. It could mean the business. It could mean that they are currently in a situation that's not really productive or healthy. So I need to be able to pick the phone up and call bankers and financial folks to say, hey, I'd like to put you in touch with these people. And, of course, it's only with the permission of that business. So I don't, I don't do that just to say, okay, well, what, we'll get you in touch with 
That's not the point. The point is that they've asked for help and you've had the discussion with them about what kind of help they need. And then the, because of the relationships I've developed and grown through the years here in Brunswick, I can call upon those people to have these discussions. And they're serious, confidential, intimate discussions about somebody's finances, which everybody knows money is the one thing that can make people uh, very upset. It can make them very happy. It can... It can do some really strange things to people. And so you've got to be able to be that calming influence because it's not my money. I'm not the guy who's spending it or, you know, <clears throat> it's that business that needs help to remain successful in town. That's the goal. And then that benefits the community because they hire people. Those people buy things. They pay taxes, et cetera, et cetera. So it becomes somewhat of a complex issue for what I do. But the gist of it is really about those relationships, about being able to have those discussions, be able to pick up the phone, call folks, ask questions. Or another side of that would be a developer who's building houses or a business. And maybe there's something that uh, could be done better. And we suggest that to folks. And they, for the most part, comply because they know that we're not, we're not trying to get in their way because they have a job to do. We're trying to make sure they understand that this community values certain things in certain ways. And if they want to stay here, those, those things should be followed. And as you can see from the growth, not just from industry or commercial, but from residential as well, it's worked out okay, but it's because we've built those relationships to say, hey, when you do business in Brunswick, we'd like you to be cognizant and careful of the other community members' thoughts and ideas. Doesn't mean they, it doesn't mean they have to stop building or, or change their entire plans because when somebody owns a piece of property, they have the right to that property, whether it be a business or a residential. Just got to follow the rules. I think that's a great sentiment to end this episode on, Grant. I really appreciate you coming on the, this episode. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. And next time, perhaps, we'll turn the tables and I'll interview you and find out about who you are and what you do. Sounds like a plan. No, I'm, I welcome it. I'm, I'm, we'll set it up right after this. Uh, be sure to check out this episode and all the other episodes of Who Are You and What Do You Do on bat.vibit.com and on various podcasting platforms. So, See you next time, everybody.